that's we're just kind of calling this morning's message balance sheet. And uh, if you know what a balance sheet is, how many of you guys have worked in finance? You kind of know what a balance sheet is. You know, if you don't, Google it. That's uh, that's the easiest thing to do. Balance sheet kind of shows you where you stand, right, financially, what you have, what is a list of your assets and your liabilities, right? Um, we actually are going to give you guys a, a balance sheet uh, in just the coming uh, few weeks. Uh, we always do that in, in January. We give an account uh, for the entire year of where we've been as a church financially. Uh, and so you'll get a balance sheet. You'll get a profit loss uh, statement there. And it'll kind of show you kind of where, where we've been and where we're at and where we're headed, the trajectory of that, which looks really good. Um, and so... You know, this morning is, is, is just entitled this balance sheet. And I, I entitled it that because um, we're here at New Year's. And um, for uh, those of us who are Jewish, you probably already celebrated New Year, right? Uh, that, was, that happened back at the end of September, Yom Kippur, right? Uh, and, but it's interesting to me that there's something um, that, that Jewish people uh, for centuries have used uh, during the time of New Year to make kind of a resolution, and it's a thing called the Heshbon Hanefesh, and the Heshbon Hanefesh, and I'm probably butchering that, um, but uh, what it means is to make an account of the soul, and I really like that. When when I, I read this and, and kind of started investigating what this is, <coughs> it's basically just like you would sit down and you would make an, an account of all your debits and credits and reconcile your bank account, it's, it's a way of looking back at this year. It's a way of looking back at your life. It's a way of looking back at your heart and saying, what are the places where I've had good come in and I've profited, right? And where are the places maybe I've suffered loss? And to be able to make an account of that and reconcile those things where we come in and we, we begin to ask some of these questions. A, a person would basically make an honest assessment of their behavior and their relationships. That, that's what this is. It's someone who comes and says, I, I need to look back at the year and I need to assess, uh, assess you know, what was my behavior like this year? Was it good? Was it bad? Was, was Did I have areas where there was just kind of indifference, you know? Um, what are my relationships like, you know? Are they good? Are they bad? Have, have I been a good friend this year, right? Have, have I been a good uh, son or daughter? Have I been a good father or mother, right? What, what does that look like this year? And when we look back, and this is a time for us to really kind of reflect on 2023, whatever it's been, whether, like I said, whether it's been good or bad, you know, some of you may be ready to see 2023 go away, uh, but maybe some of you have had some really good things that have happened in, in 2023, Maybe some of us, we, we've looked and we've just said, how can I make an account of my soul? How can I make an account of my heart? See, Jewish believers would resolve to improve their relationships. And these are the relationships that they would resolve to improve. It would be the family. How can I, how can I improve my family relationships? How can I do that better in the coming year? Right? How have I done that this last year? How can I do a better job of that in the coming year? Right? This is kind of that pivotal moment, that transition period, that transitional day from, from one year to the next. How can they improve not only their family relationships, but their friendships? How can they improve their friendships? How can they improve the relationship they have with people just in their community? Right? 
people that you interact with, people maybe that you see at Publix or people that you see at the gym or people that you see on the basketball court or on the softball, wh whatever that looks like for you, how has that been, right? How has that been for you in those relationships, friends, families, community? And lastly but not least, probably the most, is how's your relationship with God? Because all of that matters. My relationship with God matters. My relationship with you matters. And it is this vertical and horizontal uh, connection that we have. I cannot have a relationship with my Father like I need to if my relationships with those around me aren't the way they need to be. Right? And, and so I think it makes me a better husband and a better father when I have the relationship with my Heavenly Father like I need to have. I don't think that I can truly be who he is calling me to be unless I have that relationship with him. And so, so we need to, uh, just as Jewish believers would resolve to improve their relationships with their family, their friends, their community, and God. We also need to do that. So we take an accounting of our soul today. See, they believe that you have to learn from your past to transform your future. How many of you believe that? I believe that, that I have to learn from my past in, in an effort to transform where I'm headed. If I, if I don't, well, they say you're, you're doomed to repeat your failures if you don't learn from them, right? And, and so uh, you have to learn from your past to be able to transform your future. If you don't, you'll just transfer your past to your future. That's the difference. Instead of transforming your future, you just transfer what was in the past. Everything that I did this past year, if I'm not taking an account of it, if I'm not taking stock of that, if I'm not looking at that and, and evaluating that and examining that, if I'm not looking at that with a proper perspective and being honest and genuine about what that's been, those profits and losses, if I don't do that, then I'll never learn anything. And, and I'm really doomed to just take all that that's been in my past and just drag it into my future. See, so many of us, we have to learn from, from where we've come from. If we, if we want our future to look different, we have to look back and say, I can't do that anymore, right? I, I can't live like that anymore. I can't make that choice anymore. I can't be that person anymore. Something else, someone else really kind of has to take its place when I walk into the future. And so what does that look like? And the Bible is full of places where it tells us to examine ourselves. Last week we took communion. And uh, the passage that I read, Paul tells the, the Corinthian church, he says, listen, before you do this, you need, to take a, you need to take some time and examine yourself, right? And so we read that last week. But this morning when, when we come to Romans, Romans chapter 14. I want to read Romans 14, starting in verse 5. Roman four, Romans 14, starting in verse 5, and I'm going to read down to verse 12. It says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should fully be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstain, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be the Lord of 
both the living of the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. And this is a, a, a he's pulling this out of the book of Isaiah. Verse 12, though, is where I want us to key in on. This is where we're at. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Each one of us will give an account of yourself to God. Every one of us in here. Every one of us in here will give an account of who we've been and what we've done and what we've allowed, what we've not done. The things that we've done, we, we think about that. Man, I shouldn't have done that. But there are plenty of things that probably we failed to do that we should have done, right? There's sins of commission and sins of omission, right? And so what are those? What, are those, what does that look like for you? What are those things when you have to give an account and you start reconciling the books, so to speak? When you start reconciling the bank account, you sit down. How many of you guys, you do that? You're, you're that person. You reconcile your accounts. One more time. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I did not see any hands go up. Like, okay, we need to have a financial session right now. Um, so hopefully somebody in your family is doing that. Hopefully your uh, husband and wife are both involved in that so you know the financial state of where you're at as a family, right? And so um, when, when it comes to this, we have to examine things. We have to examine, you know, where, what are the things where money has just kind of floated away? And uh, anybody, you just have some subscriptions, and it's like you look and it's like, wait a second, what? this is like $2 coming out every so often. I realized that uh, just this past uh, a couple weeks ago, and I saw this $2 coming out. I was like, what is this $2? And I realized that one of my sons had subscribed to something uh, on my Apple account. And I was like, wait a second. Uh, you know, and, and so once you start looking at where things are coming in and where things are going out, that way you can say, hey, this is good or this is not good. I need more of this, or I need to stop this. These accounts, we have to reconcile these accounts. And this is the language that Paul is using here when he says each one of us has to give an account of himself to God. See, everyone has to give an account to God. And, and since the beginning of December, uh, I have been poked and prodded and scanned. Uh, I have been to doctor's appointments. Uh, some of you know, I, I just had an episode a few weeks ago, and so uh, because of that, they've sent me to every doctor, every cardiologist, my general practitioner. They've all poked and prodded at me. Uh, on Friday, they, they put me in a washing machine type, type machine and spun it around and uh, told me to breathe in and hold my breath, and uh, I did all that stuff, right? And they have ripped leads and electrodes off my chest, and I am, have no hair on my chest anymore, right? It's been a lot of fun. I'll just say that. But why are they doing all that? Why are they doing it? I say all that to say this, is that they're making a thorough examination. My doctors wanted to make sure, listen, whatever's going on, whatever is happening in your body, we want to see what's happening. And you know what? I want them to. I, I don't necessarily want them ripping all the hair off my chest anymore, but I, I do want them to see what's going on, right? I do want them to check my heart out. I do want them to check out my blood pressure and, and my A1C and all that stuff. What all does that look like, doctor? I need you to, to help me see how can I best take care of this. And so for myself, I have to, I'm wanting to make a thorough examination. And it's just like David. I, I love how David prays 
in Psalm 139 and 23. I'll just read it off the screen. Psalm 139 and 23, this is what he says. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. That's what I've been telling my cardiologist, right? Search me, O God, know my heart, Mr. Cardiologist. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Next verse. And see if there be any grievous way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. Whatever's there, God, show me what's there. I don't want to be oblivious. Sometimes uh, we lie to those people around us. We're really good about lying to people around us. We don't know who the best people we are good at lying to? Ourselves us we lie to ourselves all the time we look in the mirror it's okay you're all right you're going to be okay right you you're good god loves you and it's it's not a big deal it's not a problem and we we kind of we we try to tell ourselves things are okay and sometimes they're not and god does love us and god is good for us he wants good for us but we have to be genuine we have to be honest and say this is not good this is not a good thing that i'm allowing in my life these are not those things that I've put in this year that have let my life gain. It has actually taken away from me. So what is that for you? What is that for you? What are those places for you? And it, it may not be something super big or super horrible, but you know what? There's a, a place in the Song of Solomon that says, Catch for us the little foxes. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. What are those little foxes in your life? What are those... Those little fissures, those little cracks, those places that maybe they don't seem real big right now, but you know, you, have you ever seen something that started cracking and then it just continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And, and that's us. When we lie to ourselves and when we don't make an examination and we don't allow God to, we don't pray these prayers of God, search me, God, know me, show me if there's something in me. We're just kind of trying to cover up the fissures, trying to cover up the cracks. And, and after a while, it's going to get bigger and it gets worse. And so for us, we, we have to take time to make this accounting, uh, this examination of the heart. Lamentation, uh, Lamentations uh, chapter 3, verse 40, this is what we find there. It says, test us and examine our ways and then return to the Lord, right? God, test me. I, I need to test if what I, ha I am or what I'm doing is good. Does it pass the test, right? Does it, does it pass the test? Is this profitable or is this, am I going to suffer loss from this? What is that? Let us, uh, let us test and examine our ways, and then we should return to the Lord. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 5, this is what it says. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless, uh, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? So we get all this, these scriptures and all this, uh, this word of, hey, test yourself. Test what's going on. Examine to see where you're at. See what's going on in your heart. What's consumed you? What do you need to let go of? What are those things that you need to let go of? Because there are plenty of things that sometimes we try to grab hold and it, it just follows us around. What are those things that you need to let go of? Maybe it's a bad habit. You know what? Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it is uh, a negative attitude. What is that thing that you need to let go of that has followed you around? Maybe it's not just followed you. Maybe you have drug it around from place to place like baggage. 
you've just checked your bag every every time. Here, here I am with my baggage. I'm just dragging along and dragging along, dragging it from one relationship to the next, dragging it from one year to the next, dragging it from one place to the next. Who do you need to forgive? Who is it that you need to forgive? See, because that's difficult. Well, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Maybe I don't, but God does. And he still says that we all need to forgive. We need forgiveness, and we need to forgive. We need forgiveness. Yes, God, I need your forgiveness. And God says, but you also need to forgive. Who is that? Is it family? Is it friends? Used to be friends? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to seek forgiveness from? Who is that? Who, who have you wronged? And see, that's all goes into making an account of where we're at. That, that's what this is. When we make an accounting of the soul, an accounting of the heart, we're asking these questions about who needs forgiveness, who do I need to forgive, and who do I need to seek forgiveness from? What have I done? What have I dragged around? Craig Groeschel, he's a pastor in Oklahoma. This is what he says. He says, forgiveness doesn't change your past but it frees you for a better future. I love that. It doesn't change your past, right? I can't go back into a time machine. I wish I could. Uh, there are so many things I wish I could go back and undo, right? That first credit card I got, come on, somebody, right? Punch that guy in the face and cut that thing up, right? Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, that first Krispy Kreme donut? Well, actually, that was really good. So let's not erase that. Uh, but, but what is it? What are those things? Forgiveness doesn't change your past, but it frees you to, to walk into a better future. See, you get a choice on how you enter the new year. You get a choice. You can choose anger and bitterness, or you can choose freedom. You can choose forgiveness, and you can choose joy. I want to choose freedom. That's what I want to choose. We get a choice on the kind of person that we want to be. I'm going to ask somebody to come play. There was a story um, I read, and uh, it was about um, two brothers. And uh, these two brothers, they were really opposite. Um, they had kind of different attitudes toward life. One was very pessimistic, right? Um, he you know, where the other was very happy and very, uh, very optimistic. Uh, everything was sunshine. Everything was amazing. You know, everything is awesome. Remember you know that song, right? Um, and then his brother was just like, everything is horrible. He, he wouldn't know sunshine if he was sitting on the sun, right? That's just how, how bad of a pessimist he was. That's just kind of how, how bent he was in, in a way. And so they had these two extremes, and the parents were concerned about the extremes of both of their children. And, and so they said, you know what? Christmas is coming. Uh, we, we're going to do an experiment. We're, we're going to see if we can kind of correct the, the bent of our kids, how they're, how they're going, the path of our children. And so what they did is for their pessimistic child that just nothing was good, nothing ever uh, was, was, was good about his life, um, they bought him really nice toys. They bought him a really, really nice train set um, and bought him a really nice remote control car, right? The other child, the child that was just everything is awesome, everything is amazing, they gave him a bag of horse manure. Yes. And, and so as they were opening their gifts on Christmas morning, the child who opened up the 
train set and opened up the remote control. He's like, the, the remote control car, he's like, ah, yeah, these will probably break later on. You know what? The remote control car, that's great, mom and dad, but you know what? The batteries are going to run out sooner or later, and then we're going to be have dead batteries around the house. What are we going to do with that? Then his brother got his gift. He opened up a bag of horse manure. You know what he said? He said, wow. He said, there's got to be a pony around here somewhere. It's his outlook. It's what he chooses to see, right? I tell you what I want to be. I want to be the kind of person that dude was. I want to be a pony person, right? I want to be the kind of person who walks into 2024 and says, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to get from that. But I choose to look for joy. I'm going to choose to look at uh, what God has for me that, that's going to be good. I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to choose uh, to, to uh, be a person of freedom. That's what I want to choose. We get that choice. So what do you want to choose this year? Which path do you want to choose? How do you want to look at it? Any pony people here? We want to be the pony people, right? We don't want the gift, but we want to have that attitude, right? I want you to stand with me. See, I know we usually, as we close, we have elders and staff come down. We're not going to do that today. Uh, actually, I, I will ask prayer team staff if you guys uh, just make yourself available in the back. If you're a prayer, part of the prayer team and you want to move to the back and just kind of stand in the back. And if you need prayer this morning and you need someone to pray with you, um, they'll be in the back, be around the, the edges here. That'll be fine. But what I want to do this morning is this. I want to invite you to just come find a place at this altar. You can come kneel down on these front rows. I just want to invite you to come forward this morning. During this time, to make an account. God, where am I at? Where's my heart? Where, where am I at right now in my relationships, God? The prayers that you need to pray, what, what is that? The people that you need to forgive? Maybe the people that you need to ask forgiveness from. Who is that? What does that look like? And so this is how we're going to end this morning. Is I'm just going to ask you to come alter your heart in two different ways. To bow your heart, but let God change it. Let God change what maybe 2023 looked like. What does that, that doesn't have to look the same in 2024. So Lord, today we come. And as we open up this altar time, Father, a time to just come and kneel and bow our hearts before you. Lord, where we make an accounting of ourselves, we make an accounting, Lord, of our heart and our life and our practices, our behaviors, the things that we've done, maybe the things that we should have done. Lord, help us to see. Help us to pray that prayer like David prayed. Oh, God, search me. God, know my heart. See if there's anything in me that's grievous. See if there's anything in me that's offensive. Oh, God, search me out. So, Lord, that's what we do right now. We come and we kneel and we bow our hearts. And we want to hear from you. God, let your Holy Spirit speak to us. God, let your Holy Spirit just use this time to just begin to break chains and tear down walls. God, let your Holy Spirit just find that point where maybe we need to be healed. God, the place in our heart that we've been carrying around, just wounded, this woundedness and maybe bitterness, God, bring healing to that point. Bring healing to that heart. That's what we pray right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead and find a place to pray, guys.